Where do you not trust yourself? Where are you seeing that you have a belief of not being worthy? And if I'm telling myself I'm not worthy of the $7 bar of chocolate, what else am I going to show up as not worthy of? It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams with the I Heart My Life show. I'm Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your I Heart My Life show host. This is your one-stop shop for all things personal development meets lifestyle. So pull up a seat, get out a pen and a paper and get ready to learn. So I'm here to share my story of creating seven figures in my first 18 months. Somebody asked me this question on our I Heart My Life membership the other day, and I was able to answer it, but I was also left feeling like I could have answered it in a more complete way. And so I thought, because I have a bit more time here in the podcast, I would give you all that information and share the behind the scenes um, of how I actually made it happen. Now, before we dive into the details, I also want to make sure that you understand that this is not the path for everyone. So at the time when I was building my business, I was newly married. I didn't have any mortgages. I didn't have, I didn't own anything. I didn't have any children. And so it was a very different scenario. And I was in a job that I knew wasn't a forever job. I was making about $30,000 a year as a part-time matchmaker in London. And so I didn't have this big career that I had spent years building. I was 28 years old. And so it wasn't like I had poured decades into something. And now I was going to jump ship and do something else. So what I'm trying to say here is I had very little responsibility. I was in a place in my life where I could afford to just jump right in, in the sense that I wasn't risking somebody else's livelihood or the worst case scenario would be, I would go back and get another job essentially. Now I was $30,000 in credit card debt and $90,000 in student loan debt. So I did have that to think about. But honestly, I felt like if I got this business off the ground, I'd be able to pay that off much faster than continuing to work in this job where I was earning $30,000 a year. And so again, that didn't feel like the biggest risk to me. So as you'll hear, as I get into my journey and all the things that transpired, I was able to devote a lot of time to building this business because I didn't have kids and I didn't have all the responsibilities that many people have. So as you're listening to this, Don't make yourself wrong for your current situation. Take what I share that resonates with you that you can apply to your life and business and run with it and everything else, just leave it. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Um, And I hope that this inspires you regardless of where you're at in life and helps you understand that you can do this in a way that feels aligned for you. It might take three years. It might take five years. It may take three months. You might do it faster. But just, again, we all have our own journey and our own life circumstance. So just feel into what I'm saying and take what feels aligned for you and leave the rest. All right. So let's dive in. So back in July, 2014, I officially got my first client and made $442. Now, obviously I wanted to make way more than that. I had no clue how to do it though. So I ended up hiring a coach named Gina to to help me start essentially and grow my business. Now, this was a big decision. James, my husband, and I got on a call with her, one of her coaches who was essentially doing the sales and talked about this program and this opportunity a few times, probably at least three times till before we made a decision. And James was making about $35,000 a year in this, you know, obviously he was being paid in British pounds, but for the purposes of this, I know a lot of my audience is in the US, around $35,000, $40,000 a year. So not tons and tons of money. 
but he was kind enough to lend me his credit card to invest in this program, which was $7,500. Now that was a big deal for us. That was a lot of money at the time. Still is a significant investment. And so we really thought about it though. And we realized that I was much more likely to get the results that I wanted if I had this support versus not. And I'm starting with this because not only do I want you to get the step-by-step, but I want you to understand that I invested heavily in order to get these results. And that was one of the things that I left out of my answer when I was talking to my membership student and James had been listening to the conversation and he said, you know, you forgot to tell them how much money you spent to get those results. So I am going to be breaking that down for you as well. So I invested in this program. It kicked off in September, 2014. And It helped me right away. It definitely did. I got clear on my ideal client. I worked on my branding, all the things. I was in a group of people who had the same goals. And so that was definitely uplifting. And that was amazing to connect with other entrepreneurs. But what I realized is although I was getting opportunities, people were booking calls with me. I was in Facebook groups at the time. And that was definitely a way of getting clients. I was also starting to dabble in Facebook ads, which were about 60 cents a lead at the time. So super cheap. I was getting all these calls coming in and I was having discovery calls or clarity calls, however you want to call them. And I was having amazing conversations with people, but ultimately what would happen was they would tell me they would love to work with me, but they didn't have the money. And in the beginning, my response was simply, okay, no problem. You know, thanks for your time. Get back in touch. Should that change? We'd love to work with you in the future so on and so forth. And that was the end of the conversation. So after weeks of this, literally 54 calls in a row, I got on one of the group coaching calls uh, from the program I was a part of, and I asked my coach how to handle this. I was like, this is not working. I'm not doing this right. Like something's off. And I was crying. I was so upset. And little did I know the other women in the background, some of them were like texting each other and they were saying things like, I don't know about this Emily Williams. I don't know if she's going to make it. And long story short, my coach helped me work through it and helped me identify some of the money blocks that I was having. And during that time, I was doing a ton of money mindset work. I was brand new to that space. I didn't even know I had money blocks or money beliefs until I got into this program. But I was actively working on reprogramming my mindset. So I would lay in the shower. I would listen to this long 20-minute audio all with with these um, money affirmations. I would repeat them to myself. I would journal constantly writing down all these new phrases. I'm a money magnet. Money comes to me easily. I'm celebrating 10K months, all the things. And so, but I identified one other money block when she was talking to me on this group call. It was basically that I was afraid to talk to people about money. I was afraid to be too invasive on these calls. And I was worried about what they would think about me. Like, was I just out for the money? Did I just want to sell to them quickly? Did I actually care about them? Basically, it was around this need to be liked. And what I realized was it was actually more in service to the client or to the customer for me to go deeper with them on money and to act and operate from a place of being a coach versus worrying about being liked. And so what I did tangibly speaking on my calls from there on out was when they told me they wanted to work with me, but they didn't have the money, I would ask them point blank, do you want me to help you find the money? And of course, no one's going to say no to that. And so I asked them that question and they said yes. And so we would get creative with how they could find the money to fund their coaching, which would ultimately fund their dreams because a lot of people were coming to me wanting to build a coaching business. 
which of course is funny because I'd only made a couple thousand dollars as a coach at that point. But these were people who were still in their nine to five job. They hadn't yet even started down the path. It was just a thought for them. So me having already had a website set up, packages created, you know, I was a few steps ahead of them. And I think that's one thing that I want to make sure is really clear. I was not selling something that I hadn't done before and I wasn't light years ahead of them. And so you don't actually have to be chapter upon chapter ahead of your customer in this capacity. You can be the person who's a few steps ahead of them. And honestly, some of them came to me and they were like, I love what you're doing. And it makes me feel really excited about what's possible for me because you're only a few steps ahead. I can see myself being where you are in a short amount of time, which is huge, that belief and that confidence. So we were able to get creative on these calls and a lot of them started to be able to find the money. Maybe it was a savings account or a 401k or some sort of investment that they forgot about or borrowing the money or even starting to sell their coaching or something else before they thought they were ready. And so things started to change for me. And in October of that year, I ended up having a 6K month. And around that time, I decided I was going to leave my job. I felt confident enough that, well, actually, rather, my thinking was if I had 20 more hours in the week to build my business, how much faster would this take off? And for me, the answer was it would take off much faster. And that's what I wanted. Because up until that point, I was waking up at four in the morning. I was staying up really late in order to build my business. Um, I definitely wasn't doing a lot of social things. James and I often talk about how I would leave parties early or sometimes I wouldn't even go. And people were like, where is Emily? She's disappeared. But I was so focused on building this business. And I knew if I had more time that I'd be able to do it faster. And for me, I wanted to do it faster. So quit my job. I had a 6K month that month. And around that same time, I realized I wanted even more intimate support. And so my coach, again, Gina DeVee, she was offering two different programs. One I think was called the Art of Coaching and one was called the Business of Coaching. So I decided to invest in the Business of Coaching, which was another $25,000. So again, I did some sort of payment plan, made it happen and jumped into that program. And along with that, I got to work with one of her coaches one-to-one. And I still felt like felt like things weren't taking off the way that I wanted. And so when I was working with that coach, there was one week in particular where I was really down in the dumps. And she asked me, basically, I filled out a little form for her. And it said, what are you proud of this week? What are you looking forward to? What success did you have? And basically, it was like nothing, 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 right? Really downer <laughs> responses. And so when I got on the call with her, we were talking about that. And what we realized was that I actually wasn't energetically aligned with my pricing. And what I mean by that is oftentimes we start our prices high, but we're not actually confident enough to sell those. And so energetically, when we get on calls with potential customers, they can feel that. They can feel like we don't actually believe in what we're selling, at least not at this price point. And so there's an energetic mismatch. And so what she encouraged me to do was to cut the price of my packages in half. So go from $3,000 for a 90-day coaching package to $1,500. And she said, all you're going to do is talk about this one package. That's it until you sell 10 of them. And so what I did that month, it was November 2014, was I decided every single week I was going to host a teleclass. And this was back in the day when instant teleseminar was king. People weren't using Zoom. But honestly, even if Zoom had been available to me, I was not confident enough to be on camera. So just doing a voice class was best for me anyway. So I pitched 
this teleclass series. And at the end of each of the segments, essentially, I would pitch my one-on-one coaching program. So within one month, I sold 10 coaching packages and made $15,000. Okay. Now that actually, I think I sold one other thing. So that was actually a $20,000 a month in the end. Um, but that was huge for me, right? To go from the 6K month to now $20,000 in one month to be at that five figure a month level just a few months into my business was huge. And that changed everything. So from there, I went back up to selling the $3,000 packages because my confidence had increased dramatically after selling 10 of the 1500. And what I want to mention here is never lower your prices to the point where you feel like you're going to resent your clients. And that happens to some people. So they'll lower their price point and then they're like, I don't even want to sell this because it's not enough money. So find the sweet spot where it's a little bit scary, but you feel confident and you feel aligned with the pricing. So then I raised my prices to 3000 And around that time, I realized, you know what? I can't take on tons of one-on-one clients forever. Let's create something else. So because I had hit my first 6K months in 90 days, I created a program called 90 Days to 6K. Simple. <laughs> Ended up selling that, I think, for $997. Had a handful of people jump into that. And December 2014 was my first $30,000 month. Now, As I was growing, people were starting to take notice. So the people in the program who had initially said, I don't know about this Emily Williams, I don't know if she's going to make it, were starting to ask me, how are you doing this? And around that same time, we had our first in-person event for this program. It included four different in-person experiences. And I went to this event and it was in Miami. I flew from London to Miami, Florida. And everyone was asking me how I was doing this. I remember getting on stage. I remember bawling, being a complete mess, just thanking my coach for all of her help, et cetera. And things were really starting to change. So much so that even my coach took notice. And I remember seeing this package that she put out there, this program to help people get to seven figures. Um, I saw it in an email and I didn't think anything of it. I just deleted it. I thought, oh, this looks cool, but I deleted it. This is not for me. I'm only 28 years old. (laughs) Um, I'm not, you know, I don't know how, or maybe I was 29 at that point. Um, I need to be at least 30 to run a seven figure business. This was my mindset. My goal was really just to hit six figures, to be honest with you. That was always my dream. That was as far as I could see. I wanted to hit six figures before my 30th birthday, which was going to be the next year. And so this idea of seven figures wasn't even on my radar. But about a week or so later, I got a message from my coach's team saying, Gina would love to have a conversation with you. She sees that you're doing really big things. I don't know the whole verb, the whole narrative, but it was essentially like, we believe in you. We see big things for you. And this might be the right next step. So I got on a call with her and I can't remember if I had known about the price point or not, but when she told me that it was $120,000, I remember feeling like, wow, like that's a lot of money. That's like basically down payment for a house or even for some people a house. (laughs) And I don't even own a house. And I've literally just started to make money in my business. And at that point, like I said, I made about... 50, nearly $60,000. And um, around the time that we had the conversation, a bit more money had come in. So I was nearing the six figure mark, six figures in six months, but it wasn't quite there yet. But I remember having a conversation with my husband and for whatever reason, he was very nonchalant about this decision in the sense that he wasn't freaked out about the money. He was all on board with me getting more support. Um, I would be getting one-to-one support in addition to being in in a more intimate group. 
with higher level people. And again, for whatever reason, he wasn't freaked out, which was strange for me because I was the one who was a bit more scared about this investment. So we made the decision together to go for it. Now I didn't have the money sitting in the bank. So I told her I would need to do the payment plan. And she gave me until the end of the month to figure that out. So during that month, I completely hustled. I mean, you know, up until this point, like I said, I had my, for the beginning stages, I had my part-time job. So I was literally waking up at four in the morning. I was staying up until 11, working my business. I was constantly tweaking my website and my branding and my messaging. I was doing all the things, the Facebook ads, the teleclasses, writing all the emails, um, launching my own Facebook group, all the stuff. And so I was working nonstop and that did not change as I was trying to get into this next level program. And so I created new packages. Some were, I think I started with a 90 day program for $7,500. I was constantly raising my my prices. I created a six month program for $25,000. I was going to be taking a trip to Australia, which was the next place that we were going to be meeting in Sydney for this group program that I was still a part of, by the way, I was still a part of that one, the initial one. And so I decided to pre-sell some VIP days while I was in Australia. So eventually all this stuff added up to me creating $83,000 in sales in January, 2015 alone. And that allowed me to invest in this next level program. As you heard on this episode, the big component to me dramatically increasing my revenue was learning how to sell high ticket offers. So anything above $10,000. Now I'm going to teach you how to do this exact thing on my brand new masterclass, the high ticket masterclass, where you're going to learn how to create market and sell amazing high ticket offers like luxury retreats, events, VIP days, private coaching or consulting. And I'm going to teach you how to become the next level version of yourself in terms of your mindset and attracting more wealth. So go to emilywilliams.com slash HTM for high ticket masterclass and save your seat on this free training today. Now, again, I'm sharing this with you because I want you to understand the level of investment that I made to get to where I am today and to also see I didn't do this alone. I was hustling. I was trying to do all the things. I was testing and I was allowing my desires to fuel me. And I think this is where a lot of people hold themselves back. It's never about spending the money, but it's about who you become in the process of that that transformation and of getting the thing. And so in the very beginning, I was clear on my desires. I wanted to make six figures in six months. And as that desire grew, I updated my list. I wanted to make more money than that. I wanted to be able to buy tons of beautiful RH furniture. I wanted to have a Range Rover. I wanted to upgrade our apartment. I wanted to be able to travel first class. All the things. I was very clear on my desires. And again, this is where a lot of people hold themselves back and they don't actually put a monetary amount next to those desires. And I'm not saying all that stuff happened right away. Some of it took years to manifest that. But I had a purpose for the money. And one of my great purposes for the money was this program that I wanted to be a part of. I wanted to be able to learn from this coach in this way. I wanted to be able to hit seven figures. I wanted to scale my business. Now, would that type of investment, $120,000, be right for everyone? No. Would everyone have the risk tolerance to say yes to that? No. And so you decide what's aligned for you in terms of your own journey. But like I said, I wanted to be honest about how much I spent in order to get these results. 
But again, I thought to myself, if I can reach that million dollar mark and I'm paying 10% of that, like, isn't that an incredible investment? Not only to have the skill set for the next year, but to have that for a lifetime, to know how to be a seven figure earner. Now, there were no guarantees, of course, but when I jumped into this, I was like, I'm going to make the most of it. And I think most people, again, if we're honest with ourselves, sometimes we don't jump into opportunities because we don't think we're going to follow through. Not that we don't trust the person trying to help us. It's we don't trust ourselves, but I really trusted myself to do the work. And I know that that's why my husband also was trusting of this opportunity because he saw what I did with the previous opportunities. I wasn't someone to just, you know, leave the content gathering cobwebs on my desktop. I was actually doing the work. I was working 80 to 100 hours a week. I was making it happen. So I jumped into this program and around the same time, maybe it was a month later or so, I went to Sydney um, where, like I said, I hosted VIP days. We were in an event together uh, with like all the, the, the original group program I was a part of. And I also got the opportunity to go to Bali with this new group that I was a part of. So I was essentially in multiple groups. And so I was there for about two and a half weeks. Now, let me pick out a few different pieces and different components about this scenario. So when I flew to Sydney, I flew regular coach seats and that was hard. That was obviously a really long flight. I don't remember being super tired or anything. There was so much adrenaline happening, but I got to the Shangri-La, which was where the, which was the hotel where we were having the event and checked in. And it was at that point, jet lag started to set in and I really wanted a piece of chocolate. And so I opened up the mini bar and it was like $7 or something, seven Australian dollars for a piece of, it was a Toblerone bar, but like a small one. And in my mind, I was thinking to myself, what a waste of money. I could never spend the $7 or whatever it was on this one chocolate bar. But in that moment, I caught myself. I was like, Emily, you just flew thousands of miles. You've invested $120,000 or you will by the time the payment plan ends on this coaching program, you can have the $7 bar of chocolate. And I'm sharing that with you because throughout this process of up-leveling, I consistently up-leveled my mindset. Now, it's not always about just spending money to up-level your mindset, but it's about the awareness that I was limiting myself in that moment. I could afford the $7 bar of chocolate. Again, a silly example, but as you're up-leveling, observe yourself what are the blocks that you have? What are the ways in which you're holding yourself back? Where do you not trust yourself? Where are you seeing that you have a belief of not being worthy? That's the piece for me. It was that like, I'm not worthy of the $7 bar of chocolate. And if I'm telling myself I'm not worthy of the $7 bar of chocolate, what else am I going to show up as not worthy of, right? So I, I start this process of being in Australia and Sydney and, and going through this training and I remember, gosh, just being so stressed because I had so many clients. It wasn't like I could just devote all of my time to being present at this experience, but I had so many clients because I was trying to pay for all the things, right? My hotel room for two and a half weeks. I think that part of it was covered by the, the next level program that I was a part of the Bali experience, but trying to pay for my hotel room, paying for my flight, um, you know, I'd no longer had the safety net of my job. And so I was really stressed. And I remember one day in particular, we were in session and I was just crying. Like I was a total mess and I was really unhappy. Um, and I was so in my head about what was going on and so worried that I wasn't going to be able to make the money to pay for all the things. And I shared that honestly with, honestly with you, because sometimes when you move very fast, it's painful. 
I know having just given birth to my daughter, that's one of the things that the midwife said to me specifically. She said, I can get this going faster for you. I can, she basically manipulated my cervix. So I went from two centimeters to six centimeters. And then she broke my water and I went from six to eight. And that was a conscious decision. She said, I can do all these things for you, but your labor is going to be more painful. Your contractions are going to be on top of each other. And yes, it will happen quicker, but it's going to be really painful. And it was, right? I didn't have, I was unmedicated. And so now thinking back to that period of scaling my business so quickly, that's how it was for a lot of the time. It was painful. I was literally becoming a new person with every step, like every hour, it was a new up level. And so I want you to really check in with yourself because there's not one way to do this. There's not one process, you know, it's not a straight path. And of course, when I work with clients, I can help them map out the steps to take. And you have to know your own risk tolerance. You have to know what you're capable of. You have to know the way you like to do things. I do like to do things quickly, but that doesn't mean that it's all smooth sailing. Okay. So think about it. There's like a level of contracting. There's a level of you know, you're birthing this new business, this new thing, this new way of being, you're having to change really quickly. You're having to up-level really quickly. There's no certainty, right? And you're spending all this money, you're doing all these things. And what if it doesn't work out? So I had to really um, dig deep to continue to move forward and continue to show up and, and, and channel that belief in myself that I knew that this was possible and focus on the things that I wanted, focus on my desires. That's what I came back to. I'm building this new life for myself. I'm creating this brand. I'm putting myself out there. Obviously I'm helping people. That was a big thing that fueled me as well. And so know what fuels you, Um, know the speed at which you want to move. And maybe there are times where you're moving too quickly and you recognize this isn't the right path for you. Okay, great. Take a step back, do it at your own pace. So we had this amazing retreat in Sydney. And then we went on to Bali where it was just totally divine. We stayed at the four seasons and I was in a room with one of the other participants, shout out to Jessica Nazarelli, who's awesome. And we got to have our own like little luxury hut. It had its own plunge pool. We had an outdoor shower. Like it was stunning. I can't wait to go back there one day. And I remember during that time, I kind of had pulled myself together and I actually do better in a smaller group. So it was a great intimate experience for me. And my coach challenged me to fly back to London business class. And so she said, just look up the price of the flight, see what it is. You know, you've been here for two weeks already. You've been, you've had meltdown after meltdown. You're still working with all these clients. You're learning new things. You're up-leveling. Give yourself the gift of a flatbed, period. So I looked it up and it was around $3,000. And I was like, you know what? I've invested so much at this point. It would feel amazing to fly back business class to London. I'm going to do it. And the way that I rationalized this in my mind was, you know what? I don't have to do this forever. I'm going to give it a try and see how it feels. See if it's important to me. I'm not going to you know, cut off the option right away without trying it and just give myself this experience. And again, I share this because as we're up-leveling, so often we put roadblocks in our own way. And we think to ourselves, I'm not worthy of this. This isn't possible for me. Um, This is frivolous. I can't do it. Or we don't even look up the price of something. We immediately think, I can't do it. It's too expensive. I don't have the money. So I want to challenge you. Get clear on your desires and ask yourself, how can I make this happen now? Can I make this happen now? How would that feel? What would it feel like just to do it for one week or one time? 
Okay. So don't cut off the option before you even explore it. It's what I'm trying to say. So that really changed my life. That one experience of being able, not just, you know, the business class ticket, but that whole experience of being able to see what I was capable of investing in this new program, traveling around the world. I even hosted VIP days when I was in Sydney, being a part of this retreat. When I was there, I was doing, you know, behind the scenes stuff, posting pictures, Instagram wasn't as big, but posting things on Facebook, videos. Um, I did a photo shoot. One of my friends was there and she photographed me. And so it was literally nonstop. It was like I was eating, breathing, sleeping, whatever the phrase is, my business and what I was doing. I was super laser focused. Okay. And so I want you to understand that because it truly was all encompassing. And from there on out, I ended up having a six figure month, like month, I continued to grow my business. I continued to expand personally, mentally, energetically. I added in new offerings, courses, masterminds, again, was just raising my prices left and right as I gained more experience. And what people also don't understand is it's really hard to sell something next level if you yourself have not invested at a new level or gained the knowledge and experience to have the, I guess, to validate the next level of sales. And so as I was learning from this coach and I was getting better at what I was doing and expanding my knowledge and my toolkit... I could teach other people how to do the same. And now, and now I was going from just a few steps ahead of people to chapters ahead of people. And I can serve that next level client. And so really ask yourself, what is it going to take for you to expand, not just energetically, but expand your knowledge? So the experience that you provide to your customer is completely different. And you can serve the next level version of that person and you can charge more. Right. So I knew, I knew what it felt like to invest in a $120,000 program. Did I charge that right out of the gate? No, but I charged $25,000 and then I kept going up from there. And so again, ask yourself, what does it look like to create that next level offer to raise your rates? What is going to be required of you to get to that place and to reach that next level? And a lot of people kind of stair step their way up, which is great. You don't have to do the big quantum leaps. But just be honest with yourself about what you're going to need in order to reach that next level goal. Um, and I hope you can see that I was always taking a look at my money. I was looking at how much more I wanted to make. What were my desires? Was I adding in a new desire? Was I crossing things off? I was very clear about what I wanted and what fueled me. And I, ha I now had this new goal of hitting that seven-figure mark in this year. And so many of us don't have the financial goal. And I'm not saying that it needs to be set in stone. Of course, things are going to ebb and flow. You might change things up. You might have a great month and then not the next month. And that's totally okay. That's business. But at least have something you're going for so that you can essentially punch past that target, like aim to punch past it, right? There's a phrase that James always talks about how when we punch past our target, that's the goal, then you know we're going to reach our target because we're going up, we might not go to the extreme level, but we at least reach the goal. So I was punching past my initial target of that six-figure mark before I was 30 and looking to hit the seven figures. And so I had my goal set on that. And so I was making plans and taking action accordingly. Okay. So one of the things that I also wanted to talk about was the branding piece. So I was actively, I guess branding and authenticity is a better way of saying it. So I was actively taking people behind the scenes in my life. And this was something that was really challenging at first. Like I said, I was nervous to be on camera. 
Um, I remember my first photo shoot, I literally cried because I thought I did a terrible job and I was going to look terrible, but I got more used to, I guess I should say being in front of camera, the camera, and also being more vulnerable. Because I think one of the misconceptions I had in the beginning of building my coaching business was that I needed to put up a bit of a barrier between myself and my community and my clients and not be real with them. Like I needed to be something they aspire to and it should be like untouchable. And during that time, things were starting to shift. That kind of was the model back in the day, but people were expecting more just more real quality in their mentors. They wanted to be taken behind the scenes. One of the things I started to talk a lot about was how much money I was making, how much in debt I was at the beginning as well. And just being honest about that. And people started to take notice because not many women were talking about money in the same way that I was. And I did all my branding shoots. I was showing people that I was traveling, all the things. And I was really living the I Heart My Life brand. And again, I think this is one thing that people forget um, is so important you have to like live out the message that you're preaching. You can't just be telling people to do things or portraying something, but have it not be authentic to you. And for me, it was really authentic. What I was teaching people was what I was doing and what I was living and who I really was. My brand was completely me. And I have to be honest, I built all my first websites. And I say that in plural form because there were so many iterations of this website. I was obsessed with tweaking it. And luckily, like I was pretty good at the branding thing. I was pretty good at pulling things together. And if that's not your cup of tea, have somebody help you with that or get a template. We have uh, an amazing partnership with the Tonic Site Shop company, by the way. They use the Show It platform. So you can use our code iHeartMyLife and save 15% on a template. Um, Just get support with what it is that you're doing because a brand that stands out is going to make more money right? So anyway, one little sidebar there. So I was doing all those things. I was showing up. I was being authentic. I was up-leveling my brand, investing in beautiful photography, and just trying to stand out from the crowd because there are a lot of people in the online space. And so do something that's going to help you stand out, all right? I was continuing to do master classes and teleclasses and starting to do more webinars, putting my teaching out there, growing in confidence in what I was saying, And, you know, there's that phrase, fake it until you make it. I was not faking it in the sense that I did know what I was talking about, but there were times where I was faking my confidence for sure. It was scary to put myself out there. It was scary to act as an authority, even though I had the numbers to back it up. I had the things I was doing. I had the business now. It was quick. And so again, it comes back to that like feeling, that painful feeling of, am I confident enough to do this? Can I put myself out there? And it didn't always feel good. And I think that's definitely a misconception is how can this feel as good as possible? And yes, I want it to feel good, but growth is going to hurt. Growth is going to challenge you. You're going to have to up-level through the pain. It's not just going to be smooth sailing. So again, recognize yourself. Like how quick do you want to go? How much pain can you withstand? And I know I'm sharing some of the dark side of success. Of course, there were amazing things happening, but I really want to get to the reality of this for people so that you can understand what it takes. I was constantly testing new things, raising my rates. Yes, there were successes, but there were also failures, things not working. 
um, the way I wanted them to, tears during the retreats, <laughs> um, meltdowns, overwhelm, burnout, you know, not taking care of myself. Um, and, you know, of course, tons of highs as well. Things we were able to up-level our apartment. I was able, able to travel around the world. I went so many places that year. So not only did I go, I went to Miami, Sydney, Bali, LA, Paris. Yeah, it was a crazy year for travel. And so again, I'm sharing this because I want you to hear all of it, the true story. So again, I started to, I, I continued to raise my rights, create new things. And eventually I found myself working with 27 one-to-one clients, running two live group programs and selling courses. And that was a lot. I was doing it all myself. Sometimes I had the help of a very part-time VA, but pretty much it was all me. And so again, working 8,200 hours a week, doing all the things. And obviously I realized at some point, 27 one-on-one clients is not the goal here. This is not sustainable. And so things need to change. And that's when I started to try and expand my group program offers so that I could serve many people and not be so one-to-one, continue to raise my rates so I can work with higher level clients and not just, you know, everyone. Um, And so tweak the business model as you go along on the path to your goals based on what is aligned for you and your life. Not everyone, you know, right now I couldn't work with 27 one-on-one clients unless I had, you know, a full-time nanny or something and I wouldn't want to. So, but that was the stage that I was out at, at the time. So really that's the gist of it. I continued to create new offerings, to tweak my business model, to raise my right rates, to put myself out there, to do the marketing, to do the branding, to stay in connection with um, incredible people who helped lift me up, to work with coaches, just constant expansion and going for it in that first 18 month period. And that's how I was able to hit the seven figure level. A lot of hard work, a lot of trust, a lot of moving through challenge, a lot of mindset work, a lot of support. Yeah. I hope that's helpful. Now, before we end here, I want to make sure to answer some of the questions that were submitted to me on Instagram. So I shared that I was going to be talking about my seven figures in 18 months, and I wanted to know what questions people had. So hopefully a lot of your questions have been answered by what I've just shared. But I have one question that says, what are the things that you learned in the hard way? So definitely that growth is painful. That was really hard to learn. I also learned that I should have hired way quicker than I did. And doing it all myself was not a recipe for success. I also think I didn't need to move that fast, right? I didn't have time to put processes in place. I didn't have time to do a lot of the things that would have created a stronger foundation for me. It was kind of just flying by the seat of my pants, you know, putting myself out there in a big way, but not really building the foundation that would have been really incredible to have sooner. So I definitely would say that that's super important. Um, Another question is, if you were starting all over today, what are the first steps that you would take? Would it be same or different? So it would be pretty similar. To be honest, I wouldn't uh, require myself to move as quickly. (laughs) And I would focus more on profits than just, you know, making money and spending money to up level. But I know that those initial investments really helped me to gain traction quickly and to feel supported and to understand how to actually do this online business thing. And that was a topic I didn't know much about. And so learning from somebody who'd been there and done it was huge. So I definitely am a huge believer in always investing. Did I need to invest that much? Probably not. But again, I'm not going to look back and say I did things in an incorrect way because it got me where where I am today. But I would definitely focus more on profit. I would focus more on those foundational pieces and process. I would focus on team building. 
um, really like think of myself as a business owner, not a one woman show. We needed to do it all for sure. And then of course, things are different now. So back, like I said, when I was doing teleclasses, that was the main way of getting information out. Obviously now we have YouTube, we have things like Instagram, but honestly, I think just being that expert in your space and getting your message out there in the way that feels aligned for you, exciting to you. I love teleclasses. Do that and just share as much as you possibly can um, and connect with people. I know being a part of the programs I was a part of, that helped me so much, not just with personal connections, but with business connections, referrals. Even some of the people in the group wanted to work with me. And, you know, my coach started to promote me because I was doing so well. And so many people outside of my community saw that. So that opened up so many doors for me. Uh, Another question, is it possible to do this and work on your mindset along the way versus having a perfect mindset? Totally. You're not going to have a perfect mindset. Part of the journey is about you transforming and becoming that next level version of yourself. And only the journey can help you get there. We can read things, we can visualize, we can do our mantras, but there's no lesson better than the actual process itself. And that doesn't mean that it's going to feel good all the time. A lot of times it is challenging. You're flexing those muscles, you're getting stronger. I remember my sister was growing up, she's six feet tall. And so she was growing really quickly and she used to lay in bed crying because her legs hurt so bad from the growth pains. And, um, there was nothing we can do, right. That was just something that had to happen that she had to go through. And it's the same here. You might feel that pain of that expansion and that's okay. That's what's supposed to happen. Bad or challenging doesn't equal wrong. It's, it's just, you know, what's happening and the pain is supposed to be there. Um, so yeah, don't expect yourself to have the seven figure mindset before you get there, but definitely work on your mindset along the way, because becoming that next level version of yourself obviously is so important for you calling in the money and energetically being able to receive it. Okay. But that doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect right out of the gate. You're going to learn as you go along. And you're, even when you have all these tools and, you know, there's tons of episodes on mindset, especially money mindset on this podcast, there are going to be moments where you have that wobble or whatever. And it's not about not having the fear or not having the feeling, but it is about bouncing back and what what happens next, what action you take next, what thought you think next. Okay. So I hope that is helpful in terms of knowing how I went from $442 to seven figures in my first 18 months in business. Once I got the ball rolling, like I said, I did more of the same. I continued to do everything I just described to you, which is not why I'm not going to go through month by month, all 18 months, because it was more of the same and more growth and more expansion and raising my prices and putting new offerings out there that could help me leverage my time in a different way. So again, hopefully this is helpful. It's not like a recipe for success success in the sense that tweak it, do things differently and in a way that feels aligned for you. Um, Also recognize that there are things I would have done differently. If I was building a seven figure business today, I would focus on profit. I would put team in place. Uh, It would be a bit more structured. Um, So if that's something you're interested in learning, definitely message me. I can support you in creating that, that growth, that sustainable growth that feels aligned for you. And as with everything we do within my companies, we tune into what's aligned for you first. What are your desires? What is your current life situation? And then we build the plan around that, okay? Because it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. So I will talk to you next time. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life show. 
Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Heart My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag I Heart My Life Show. That's hashtag I Heart My Life Show. And if you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, and leave a review because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. Please remember everything you desire is meant for you and possible. Keep showing up, taking action, and believing in your dreams.